0: My name's Gerns, and if you're just tuning in, welcome. This is Pi Radio and Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name's Gerns, I'm joined here by Halima. Hi everyone. And yeah, this if if the, if the music <clears throat> doesn't go quite to plan today, it's because we've got Halima behind, behind the, the gate for the first time. For the first time. We you know, thought like over a year in it's time to
1: finally learn learn some yeah. strings
0: simran is unfortunately unwell and she get
1: well soon simran
0: yeah, um i believe she was out last night take from that what you will <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah get well soon classic simran, simran. classic simran <laughs> yeah it's a shame because we're going to talk about some quite funny stuff but we'll get on to that later how are you halima
1: mm, i'm all right the weather is just not great. It is,
0: it, it's not. The like, weather is yeah. is
1: depressing. Like, I,
0: I went for lunch just before this, and I drove into town. And I started to walk a bit, and the, I was only walking for like five minutes. But it's just that weather where it's raining and windy just enough to just the frustrate right, you yeah.
1: exactly. Like it just it's raining. It's grey. It's cold. Mm. It's just it's just the weather is not great, but. I'm trying to stay positive. Um, I woke up, I did a heavy gym session, even though I'm on my period. So, you know, I'm proud of myself for that. Well done. Um, I'm going to have a chilled night in tonight, I think. Uh, One of my friends is getting married in Leicester tomorrow.
0: Yeah, because... um anam was at a, a event web, yeah. yesterday and she literally went from there to leicester yeah and i was like wait what, what halima was the radio tomorrow unless she's like planning on going to leicester and isn't
1: telling no, me no no I, I missed the first few events but i'm going to the big wedding tomorrow um so i'm really excited for that um i've also like been kind of like planning my year out mm-hmm. um so i've got i've actually got like a lot to be excited for like right now it's not great because you know of the weather. I'm I'm just stuck in this island and I'm not having a good time. But I like literally looked at my year and I've got so many things planned and I'm actually really excited. I feel like this is going to be a really good year. This for me is a year of enjoyment.
0: I feel 2022. It looks good. Do you know. Yeah, what I, mean? I
1: think we need it. Like I think I feel like because obviously 2020, like it was a pandemic. Even though 2020, I had a good summer. Like
0: yeah I had a better summer then 2021, 2021
1: right yeah, yeah. so so I, like at the time I thought it was like a, it was a good summer it was a decent summer but I thought 2021 that's going to be the summer of enjoyment I really thought because obviously we like you know restrictions would have been lifted and all that kind of stuff especially with the you know the the June 21st deadline mm. I really really like banked so much on on the summer of 2021 and it just flopped it just flopped, and I feel like that's the case with everyone. Like everyone has said that, like 2021 summer just did not live up to expectations. But 2022 is gonna bang by force. Speak by it into force. existence. It is, and I've actually like I've got so, I've got so many holidays planned. Um, I'm going to London obviously for a few months um, in May, which I'm quite excited about because like more than half my friends are in London.
0: Nice weather then as well.
1: Exactly, London summers are really good. Like I've spent, apart from 2021. I spent a lot, a big proportion of my summers for the past, like, four years in London. Um, Again, because, like, a lot of my friends are there. And, yeah, it's the only, like, bearable thing about this country, I feel like.
0: I mean, okay, nice segue. Speaking of unbearable Unbearable things about this country. Segway um, King. Yeah, you know what, that's my new title, Segway (laughs) King. But basically, in the news this week, I mean do i don't know what i prefer do i prefer all the, the party nonsense or this like i don't know which is worse to i feel honest, like this is worse yeah <clears throat> this yeah. is definitely
1: worse because this is a, a fa- okay let's give a rundown of yeah. what this is go on um so basically energy prices are um rising by wait, what's the percentage carlos 52 <sighs> percent.
0: yeah well you continue talking i'm gonna double check
1: i can't remember it's either like i, th- I think it's 52 or 70, 50 something or 70 something I don't know but uh, a stupidly unreasonable amount um in april um yeah really short turnaround isn't it yep yeah, they they have they have ex- it, it, Announced an exponential, exponential. I can't even speak today. An exponential increase in energy, uh, pr- energy um prices. Uh,
0: apparently, it's fifty-four percent. Fifty-four. Okay. Yeah. 54. Yeah. Which is a massive six hundred and ninety-three pounds a year. Yep. Uh, For the
1: average household. Yeah. <clears throat> which is obviously like, uh, how do you justify? I understand, like. A 5% 10% even 15% increase how do you justify a 54% increase I don't get it
0: as someone that is relatively ignorant to how these things work the pl- the place that my head goes to first is is this reflective of a of is, is the whole world having to do this okay
1: uh, it's not do you know why mm. because Shell have reported record profits they make, oh, it's 900-something pounds, 900-something, mm. nine-something pounds a minute in profit.
0: I think I saw something as well about how France have decided to just put the surplus or however much they've they've made their main energy provider take the hit, hit for it or something. Um, so I suppose that draws begs wow. the question of how they're dealing with it sort of thing. So
1: Shell have, BP and Shell make 900 pounds a second profit so this has got nothing mm. to do with these energy providers. It's it's got nothing to do with like the the chain of supply. Mm. Absolutely, got nothing to do with the chain of supply and demand. I, I don't know what what could justify it. Um, but also what Rishi Sunak has proposed is a mandatory two hundred pounds loan, um, that you then have to pay back by yeah. in the next <laughs> f- uh, five years. So it's essentially it's like the prices will increase by X amount, but then two hundred pounds of that. X amount will be deducted, and then over the next five years, you have to pay a uh, forty pound levy. You know and what? it's and it, it's non it's not it's non yeah. um, optional. It's compulsory. <laughs> There's no opt out method. There's no opt out mechanism. You can't opt out. Mm. They've decided that for you that you will have to you will have this five year levy.
0: You know, someone of course his new name is the um, Kharana Chancellor. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> Chancellor It's is ridiculous. How how I don't I can't like. I just can't get my head around it like how 54% increase can I just say something Mm. and this is not me inciting anything this is just an observation countries have gone to civil war for this Mm. countries have gone to civil war for less countries have rioted for this a 54% increase I don't is that it's more than double and there's household and and they've cut universal credit as well. Yeah, they've cut universal credit. They've they've increased, exponentially increased energy prices. There are going to be so many households like the 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 poverty the the level of poverty in this country is about to I, I think, think drastically increase.
0: This is the thing as well is that they've na- they've they've very much sugar coated it and called it a cost of living crisis right but it, it, it's not cost of living right that, that's not that's just a nice way of saying poverty mm-hmm. that is what yep. obvi- obviously there are diff- differing levels of poverty there's not just one set thing but mm-hmm. that is basically what is going to happen because people are going to see this be really scared what's going to lead to is people drastically reducing their energy use and one statistic that i did want to draw out was mm-hmm. um the Char- uh, charity has sp- spoken out and said that in last year, so I think this was in 2020, actually, uh-huh. in England and Wales, and what are we, the seventh richest country in the world, or something like that?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Eight thousand five hundred people died in England and Wales due to cold homes.
1: Seriously. Yeah. Because they can't afford that's mental. Because people are really, we we, we hear that and it sounds crazy, but like it's, people are really gonna have to go to sleep choosing between eating and heating. Mm. Like people are really gonna have to make that choice. Can I eat today or can I afford to insulate my home today? It's ridiculous, and you know what? Like, I also want to talk a little bit about the um, the the the, because obviously they've 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 shrouded this as this like cost of living crisis. I actually want to talk a little bit about the cost of living. So, thirty thousand in in nineteen ninety is worth guess how much today?
0: I I know this stuff. Seventy two
1: and a half thousand pounds today. Yeah, I don't understand. And that is factoring the cost of living and reduction of welfare. It's actually about £94,000 equivalent. Mm. But, the, but, the, but the so, so inflation, oh, and this is the highest rate of the Bank of England have also stated that this is the highest rate of inflation. I can't remember since when, but in a very, very long time. So the cost of living has increased exponentially. Minimum wage hasn't. Yeah. Minimum wage hasn't. State welfare hasn't. Universal credit has been cut, in fact.
0: Mm. So you can't like use the argument, oh well it's just reflective of the changing times. Well it's it's not that gap between the bottom and the top is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like if you're gonna raise the co- the cost of living that much, it should make sense that you have a um in the the the, the minimum wage and average wage should increase in proportion. Mm-hmm. And it's not.
0: I think what people are also really annoyed about is the fact that just weeks ago I think um, it was in the news about Rishi Sunak right. and these um, fraudulent COVID loans have yep. just being just being he's oh, been he wiped just cancelled. How much was
1: it? Three hundred million.
0: I, I know it was in its millions, if not. billions. It was hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah if not, yeah. it was
1: either three hundred million or three billion. I can't remember, but the figure was stupendous. It was stupendous. Yeah. So you have enough money to wipe out the debt of your mates, which is which is a astronomical amount of money, by the way. But you don't have enough money to. Um, subsidise energy costs if that's the reason why they've increased which it can't be if, if Shell reported £900 profit a second that can't be why or to give people increased state welfare when you know that um food bank usage for example in this country has increased poverty in this country has increased um unemployment in this country has increased mm-hmm. it's mental because i'm even not i'm not qualified i'm not an <clears throat> economist or whatever you call them like i'm not a qualified politician or i mean there is no such thing as a qualified politician but I, i'm not I'm not trained in that way yeah. right but even I understand simple basic mathematics. The last time I did mathematics was year year 11 but even me I understand basic mathematics. If people's expenditure is x and their their the amount of money that they have is y what does that equal poverty especially people who rely on state welfare. If you're giving them x amount in universal credit and then you're 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 billing them y amount in in energy and and food costs and living costs and all of that what do you think you're doing with that universal credit? Like what is, how is that helping? Like what do you think the people that you're Mm. giving that to are, are using it for?
0: I think I saw something else about how they've brought down the amount of time that you are allowed to spend looking for a job in your sector for universal credit. So it used to be that you could be on Universal Credit and be looking for a job in your chosen sector for up to three months. Right. They've reduced it to four weeks. So basically... Four,
1: it, three months to four weeks? Yes. Yeah, so so they've, they've they've cut it in three?
0: Yeah. It to a th- yeah, it's a third of it's what a you third. So basically, if you are... Say for me, for example, I, I work in the radio media industry. If I wanted to go to a job in the, in the media industry but I was on Universal Credit, if I couldn't mm. secure... Um, a job in four weeks, then I have to I have to start looking in other areas. Otherwise, I can't get universal credit anymore. And I mean.
1: That's so ridiculous. I I, I
0: understand the need, maybe, to everyone needs to work and you can't be picking juicy, but four weeks. It's not, you can't even find a
1: normal job in four weeks. It just, and this is the point I was going to make. They're so out of touch with the the actual, like, reality of their citizens. They're so out Mm. of touch with the job market. They're so out of touch with how, what is actually propping the economy up, right? Mm. The the job market is in tatters. It will take, and the average person, even if, for example, something. (laughs) a like you know technically non-qualified job it will take them more than four weeks usually to find like no one says i'm going to find a job and in four weeks they're employed
0: yeah like that's
1: very rare like you're you're lucky if that happens to you usually it takes a while and
0: applying for a job i suppose that's why universal credit exists applying for a job is a job within itself like these applications take so long and half the time you don't even get Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. interview after Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. so to say yeah now just to say to people that if you can't secure a job not even your dream job but a job in the sector you want to work in, within four weeks then you have to just start applying to everything like
1: it's so silly it's actually the silliest thing i've ever heard because i don't i wonder if they looked at like rates of um success and like timelines of like of what it actually takes to to get a job uh, or they've just been like "Mm, yeah four weeks sounds about right
0: yeah, like yeah, that's true. Where does that statistic come from?
1: I, well, yeah, how know. have you drawn up? How have you gone from? <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like they're really taking us for idiot, you know, because <clears throat> the, the way things change in this country, it's not like slight. Things never change slightly. Like, mm. if, even like university fees, when they increase, they don't increase by like a few hundred pounds. They tripled each yeah, time. It was for one This, is, this is the
0: opposite. Now it's cut by three. What right? It's like...
1: It's like, it literally went from 1K to 3K, 3K to 9K. Like, it's not like a £1,000 increase, which, like, if it was a £1,000, it's not as drastic. They literally tacked 300% every, like, yeah. with every increase. And then, like, and then with the energy prices, again, it's not 5 10 even 15%. It's literally 54%. Yeah, I've
0: got it com- confirmed as well. Rishi um, wrote off 8 billion. billion.
1: Eight. My, I said three hundred million. That's yeah. nothing. That's pennies to eight billion. Uh, That's disgusting. That's actually disgusting.
0: I, we are gonna have to play music now, but just round this off for us.
1: Everyone, leave. Like, just leave. Honest to God, like, if if you've got nothing, like. Substantial or overwhelming, tying you to this country, like go because they really don't care about their citizens. It's 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 just beyond. Our opinion, it's just not that. well. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. but it's beyond. it's if you have common sense, it's just beyond like mm. obvious at this point. Like I can't understand how any of these policies recently, how ha- how they are f- to the benefit of the British body politic. I can't understand that.
0: This is mango masala. My name is Kins. I'm joined by Halima.
1: Hey guys, what's up? What's up?
0: Hey, okay, what's your DJ name? What's
1: my DJ name? Because
0: you're on the decks, aren't you?
1: Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Um, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, right? I've never ever <laughs> thought about it. I've been, I've basically been saying that I want to learn, start learning how to DJ, guys, because I think I have a very interesting um, position in between like Western music and like. Mm eastern music where i think i have kind of like a vast um repository um of both Mm -hmm. i would say so right as in like you know every you know like i know every single bollywood song yeah like i'm not exaggerating like literally from the 90s from the 2000s a song will come on and i don't know how i've not heard the song in about 10 years but like muscle memory i'll just start singing the words and mm. I don't know how I know it. Like literally every Bollywood song because that's all I listened to when I was growing up. Um, but then also I know what I like I listen to a lot of Western music as well. So I feel like the whole kind of fusion DJ vibes, mm. that would be me. I mean, right? that's
0: the, th- the thing is though, obviously I've no. I'm not denying at all that you have vast knowledge of both sections. But, do you know how to put them together well?
1: That's, that's, <clears throat> that's what I feel like I would be sick at doing. Do you know why? Because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people do it. Like I've seen some people do it, and there's this one guy in particular. I can't remember his name on TikTok that does it, and he he's some of some of them are great, and some of them I'm like that that mashup makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. If I was doing it, I'd do a much better <laughs> job. I would do. I, I've actually got a good ear, you know. I can't lie. I've got a mm-hmm. good ear. Um, so I feel like. I would be really, I've never actually had any kind of interest in it. But recently, the more I see other people do it, I'm like, I would just do such a much better job yeah, you know so that's why I'm like nah I I, I want to learn I need to learn now
0: it's just a case of actually learning the technical aspect of things exactly you know,
1: like, exactly uh, which yeah. by the way like because of my ADHD I'm a bit like because uh, yeah. uh, there's so many knobs and buttons and all of, the, yeah. all of them uh,
0: by the way this is like any DJs listening this is not us discrediting what you do like I know I've tried to actually DJ DJ and I found it ridiculous yeah hard. that's what I'm saying it I'm literally a, looking it at it now lot, it takes a lot of time yeah what we're saying is that there are some people who do DJ and the stuff that they do, the way that they do stuff. Oh yeah, I'm not even talking about the
1: technical skill because I can't, because I don't know anything about it. I just mean their choice of mashups. That's what I'm talking about. In terms of like, if I was choosing the music, it would just be better in my opinion. But in terms of the technical skill, yeah, that's that's the bit now where I need to, I feel like I've got like the, the music skill, but the technical skill obviously I don't have and I look at this big deck in front of me and I'm like oh how am I gonna learn this Mm. because I can't obviously like I just I can't multitask by the way like because of my ADHD Um, when I first started driving I I hated it because Mm. I would just be so overstimulated like okay you gotta focus on this you gotta focus on this you gotta focus on that you gotta focus on that I was like how do people do it and it's only obviously after like months of practice and then it becomes like second nature but in the beginning like I find I get very overwhelmed by like for sure. Stimulate. But then
0: I was saying it might be a good tool for practicing. Yeah, sort of the,
1: true, 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 true. Yeah. So one of my friends, she's a DJ. Well, she knows how to DJ. She used to DJ like at her uni. Um and she's she's American, but she's coming back to the UK this summer. So she said that she'll teach me. Also, a little shout out, I know Solomon was saying that Pi are gonna start doing DJ oh, sessions. Yeah. So we'll see. if anyone's interested. Yeah. Um
0: Before we go back to what we were talking about before, I wanted to just ask a question because, you know, this always happens, right? We talk in the breaks off air and Mm. then... We (laughs) We say interesting conversation. and and Halima said something and I was like, oh, I want to talk about that, but I have to wait. I literally waited 10 minutes now before asking this question. Go on. So we were talking about what we're going to do tonight and Halima was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go home and have like a really hot shower, blah, blah, Mm. blah. And I was like, right, shower or bath? Shower yeah shower
1: so. i used yeah. to. i used to bath i used to bath all the time like when i was in like high school sixth form i think after sixth form was when i stopped like bathing bathing <laughs> bath. i used to bath all the time basically we had this like really nice bath it was like a jacuzzi bath mm. um and it had like a built-in like sound system it had like lights obviously like you know the jacuzzi that was our bath
0: you say hard why did you get rid of that
1: because it was too big it was too big and if you wanted a bath it would use too much water obviously them times i didn't care because like i'm just not i just i'm living in my own world i don't yeah, really yeah. think about water bills and stuff like that but it was just too it was it was unreasonable for wanting a bath you'd have to fill up this big big massive jacuzzi yeah,
0: okay so, yeah, so we
1: ended up getting that. rid of it but them times i used to love i used to love it i used to bath mm-hmm. all the time but now shower I, and by the way as well like them times i used to spend like an hour in the bath don't have
0: the time for that anymore You
1: don't have time for it anymore. To be fair, I do have really long showers still, like half an hour showers.
0: Yeah. See, yeah, I'm very much shower. Like, I think I have to be in a very specific mood to want a bath. And even then, it's only half the time that I'm like, I can't actually be bothered to do that. Yeah. But with showers, it's just like, it's just just so much easier. But I am someone who finds it hard to take quick showers. I can't. Yeah.
1: I find it very hard. I
0: mean, today actually I took like a quick one. But But in general, like... I find that if I go in there, I just, especially if you're going in the morning. You so comfortable. Yeah. And it's like sending you out to sleep.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then it's like the thought of having to step out into the cold and your body's wet, so it's going to be even colder. Yeah, I just, I hate it so much. But yeah, showers. I feel like in baths, yeah, like, it's nice for like the first five to seven minutes. Like you're cosy and oh, it's nice. And then you just start getting a bit restless. Do you not think so?
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, right, if you're going to, most people that I know, if they're going to have a bath, they would have, like, a bath and then maybe shower off afterwards.
1: Oh, that's what yeah. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think you should. I shower
1: first, bath, and then shower. Yeah,
0: that's, a, that's what I think yeah. you should do, because ultimately, if you just go straight into the bath, you are just bathing in your own film. Oh, yeah, no, no, like... no, no. No. i don't do
1: that i shower first and then i bath and then i'll shower afterwards as yeah. well like when i clean myself and stuff yeah.
0: And i think you have to have like something that like something nice to it if you're literally just having a bath and it's just it's a load just of, water. A load of hot water like, yeah why? Gotta have like bubbles bath bombs <laughs> bath salts i mean i suppose do you baths end up using less water than long showers probably yeah.
1: Question no, to be fair, do you response. know what I do sometimes, though? Do you know what I do sometimes? So sometimes when I'm having a shower, I'll sit in the tub with the shower head yeah, yeah. and then I'll close the the plug. <laughs> Just like it. And then I'll, like, this is after I've cleaned myself, obviously. So then I'll let the, I'll sometimes let the water build, so like I'm sitting in the the shower and water that
0: sounds like a really emotional like movie scene, you know, when they just like <laughs> sit like, in the just, tub, the tear you can't see what the tears oh, are yeah. rolling down their face. It's like. not
1: that depressing, guys. It's a lot more fun, yeah. but that is that is what I, that's what I like, that's what I do sometimes. Really
0: good to know, team shower,
1: and 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 it does end up kind of like filling the bath up, yeah. like with the shower water. Yeah,
0: right. Good to know. Moving back on to what we were talking about before, obviously, it's all the energy price. The energy price cap has gone up by a ridiculous amount. It's going to be raised by 54% by this coming April. And we decided, like, this... I mean, we've said it before. Well, I mean, Halim has said it before that she's had enough <laughs> of this island. But I think times like these, it really refreshes in your head. So we thought, what do we... what, what What's our exit strategy here? Because we've had enough. We want to leave. And... The thing that also triggered me to talk about this is because Simran, who sadly is ill, but before this, she was going to come on and talk about her plans to become a banana banana farmer farmer in in Australia, Australia. which is interesting. Hopefully Uh next week she can fill us in a bit more as to where that's come from. But Halima, you have, let's just say you have endless amounts of money you can you can just you can leave and go anywhere yeah what what are you doing like in terms of
1: everywhere i'll go everywhere. if i had endless amount of money i would that's what i would do for my life let me me change that then what would i settle
0: yeah you 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 have endless amounts of money to move to one place oh i mean obviously you can travel later on but like this is like for you to move
1: oh man i really don't know you know um, I mean, you I were saying before maybe you we're saying
0: like Scandinavian countries are really like ha- really happy in that, like they have the highest levels for happiness, but then the weather is quite the weather cold. is
1: yeah, and also them Scandinavians are countries are good because um they're livable in terms of like you get a living wage, you get good public services, but obviously if you've got endless amount of money, you don't really care about those things, you just care. Mm-hmm. It's just purely on an enjoyment basis. So I think. Maybe somewhere like in South, like maybe Singapore, somewhere like Singapore, um, because the weather is brilliant. It's close to a lot of places that I like love to travel to. Um, so I feel like tra- traveling around will be like really quick and convenient and, and easy. Um, and it's kind of like, it's very easy to live like a Western lifestyle as well, which like, I hate that I'm saying that, but I mean, like, I've lived in Britain my whole life. I don't... Like, for example, like, Bangladesh... I guess it's like the obvious choice. I don't think I could live in Bangladesh um, mm. because it's not, well, I don't know, the, the country's changing a lot now and it's kind of, it depends, like, Bangladesh is livable and places I think that are like third world countries are livable when you have a lot of money. But I don't I don't want to live like that. I don't want to yeah. live like in my little wealth bubble and yeah. have to ignore, like, I, I don't think I could do that. So I feel like somewhere like Singapore is, like, you can still live a very kind of like, the western lifestyle is easy to kind of like emulate Mm. i'm calling it western lifestyle just because that's what i'm used to but obviously that's not that's not like the official term for it so maybe somewhere like singapore or maybe somewhere like the caribbean but i've I've just i've not visited the caribbean yet but something does call me to the caribbean think about the caribbean island life you know i love island life
0: thing about the caribbean is you're obviously a lot more (laughs) like susceptible to um bad weather um, oh, oh and that. hurricanes and yeah. Oh, yeah i guess so i guess which so. which is obviously the when the when it's not that the weather is ridiculously nice but otherwise it's, yeah stupendous. singapore is very clean
1: I it's heard. very clean it's yeah. very clean yeah yeah it's very clean it's very like singapore is a good kind of like mix between like like commercial western life but then like native eastern culture as mm-hmm. well right sorry if i'm sounding like an orientalist but that is how i would like describe it yeah um it was really like when when we went we I think because when we did our trip around like Southeast Asia that was the place that most people that was most people's favorite place, very 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 livable easy mm. like.
0: So what's the food like? Because I would have imagined that a lot of like seafood, and I know you don't like that. Um, the
1: the food is amazing because obviously the the population of Singapore is it's like it's quite diverse. So it's like the three main ethnic groups are Chinese, Indian, and um, Malay people. So it's literally just a mix of like those those cultures. Food like halal food readily available. Um, <clears throat> so for me, it's kind of like. Obviously, it's in Indians, not... Well, there's a lot of Bangladeshis as well, but, like, South Asians, basically. So, like, South Asian culture is really, really accessible,
2: mm. which
1: I, I personally like, because, like, anywhere you go, like, so halal South Asian food is there. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, South Asian shops. I even said I'm going to go wedding shopping in Singapore because the, the 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 clothes, like, the Asian clothes, South Asian clothes in Singapore, they're so nice, and they're so much cheaper than they are, like, here. Mm. So, it's it's so... it's In terms of culture so livable food great amazing
0: so that's the singapore then
1: i think singapore if i didn't have to think about anywhere i really do think singapore what about you
0: i don't know you know it's just cuz it's like i'm such obviously the reason we're discussing this cuz there's so much rubbish going on around us and there's not <laughs> yeah. really much there's Fantasize not much size about escape yeah, but at the same time i'm like quite like a homing pigeon so it would take a lot for me to actually Leave. Wanna leave. But hypothetically, um, somewhere like Canada, I've got family there that this really mm. it's really nice, a really nice weather, and you get a bit of both. Um, and it's a bit, they're a bit less intense than Americans. Well, quite a bit less intense. Where, where are your family? Um, so I got some in like mid. So not not the east side, so where all the music's popping off at the moment, but like um, a bit in the mid, like Calgary, and then also family on the west coast, like Vancouver Island. I've heard
1: um, Calgary's really nice. Like nature Mm. in Calgary's really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been, been there once when I was... Younger. so oh, okay. i can't remember driving through i've been to toronto yeah. toronto's nice yeah toronto and i've never been to the east side but I've heard obviously it's where all the music is popping off at yeah. the moment as well yeah,
1: yeah. i feel like toronto culture is very similar to london culture because there's like a lot of um caribbean people there okay i didn't yeah. know that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah. like that there like toronto slang is very very similar to like black black british like london slang
0: yeah but yeah the thing that would appeal to me about canada is it's very much like <laughs> um there's so much space so it's kind of like you can choose whether you want to like be, be in the quiet area or like this big city true. area like you can go between true, the two true,
1: true true the thing i couldn't handle is the snow to be fair the good thing mm. about canada is like you get seasons right it's yeah. hot in the summer cold Actual in the winter proper seasons. yeah, like, yeah. but i've seen like yeah, i think it was like yeah, yeah. two weeks ago someone was showing the snow in canada mm. how can your car be covered <laughs> I think about the height of a car when it's standing on the road. Yeah. How can the car be covered with snow? Uh, uh-uh, I can't, because I, me, I hate cold. I need, like, all year round yeah. sun. That's what I need.
0: But realistically, what I do want to do is kind of just dig a hole and make a bunker and just go and live in that. Really? And then, and God then, Carl, and then I'll, co- I'll, I'll come out once the... Um, alleged revolution is over. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then we'll start a new world, that's sort all of thing. Yeah, no, I
1: just I need sun I need like an easy life. You know, that's why I like island life. I feel like island life is like it's good. It's easy going, you know?
0: It's easy going. Do you not get a bit scared by the thought that you're on this like usually quite small but you think yeah like, island life. Mate, we're on an island. We're on an island. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. Like the UK is
1: an island and it's small. But like, you, not as small as, like, obviously, some of the other you beautiful islands.
0: Sca- and obviously, we're quite like close to mainland Europe. Do you not get scared? I always, like, when I look at the islands, I get scared by the by fact the that sea. it's just water surrounding. Oh, I'm just oh, like, ah, don't
1: like um, that. Well, yeah, but then I don't really deepen at that because then I just look at the view and I'm like, yep, <laughs> yep, that'll do. Yeah. They ask me, you don't have to worry about me. You know, that TikTok sounds.
0: So, the exit strategies we got is. Simran's gonna become a banana farmer in in Australia. Australia. Halima's gonna go to Singapore and eat lots of nice food, and I'm either gonna go to Canada or build a bunker,
1: secret bunker. Yeah,
0: you're actually you're not welcome to join. Stay away.
1: Like I just I just need to get out. I just want to get out. That's it. The more you know, what like I think I've said it before. Um, I. I'd never, I never thought about leaving. Like people around me, my friends and my family, they, they a lot of them, they're always like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I you know, when I'm, you know, when I reach this stage in my life, I'm, I'm not gonna settle in the UK, basically." And I was just been like, "Oh my God, no, I could never do that." Just because, like, all oh, my family here, my community here. But the older I get and the more I see the state of affairs in this country, the more it just makes sense. I would actually implore, and you know what? I know this is a bit like. I know a lot of ethnic, a lot of ethnic people can relate to this. But when we were younger, obviously, like a lot of our families that bring build homes back home in it, like build houses back home, and we used to be like, "Why are you doing that for?" The...? And they'd say like, "Oh, they're gonna kick us out at some point," and we'd be like, "Stop being ridiculous." Well, <laughs> well, mm. that's like they're onto something.
0: In our opinion, allegedly. In
1: my opinion, allegedly. That's you
0: know, like ASMR. In our opinion, Allegedly. 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 <laughs> but. Yeah, um I think that rounds in um, this segment off for today. Thank you, Halima, for joining us in the studio. Thank you, Carlos, always. for joining us in the so studio. Formal.
1: <laughs> it's been a pleasure as yeah.
0: always. Um, make sure you guys <laughs> stick around after the music break. We're going to be talking to Naman about his new EP flight number six. We're going to be giving that a play as well. So yeah, definitely stick around because expecting great things from him because he was our uh, one to watch. For twenty twenty-two. So yeah, and it was a really nice chat that we had. So definitely stick around for that. Yes guys, what's good? You tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio's a South Asian show. My name's Gerns, and I'm joined here by Naman. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing very well, Gerns. How are you? You okay?
0: It's been it's been a long week. I was in London actually, um right. past few days. But that's where you're from, isn't it? Or like roundabouts near that sort of area. Uh,
2: I'm just outside West London, place called Berkshire but it's central London haven't been there in a while though you know working from home and everything it's not often that we go into workplaces
0: so for the people out there that might not know who you are what you do do you want to just give a little bit of background about yourself how you got into music that sort of thing
2: yeah absolutely so I'm Naman. (laughs) nice to meet you guys and uh, I started making music in June last year that was inspired by my liking for poetry and writing I've been a big fan of that since I was young and I also learned to play the piano So that sort of inspired me to get into instrumentals. And then I thought one day, why not, you know, put lyrics over it and talk about how I feel and think on actual tracks. And then used to freestyle uh, back in secondary school and, you know, found out that I'm actually half decent at this. So why not take it a step further and actually release music?
0: For sure. So when was it that you thought, okay, I actually want to Pursue music as a serious thing rather than just freestyling in school that sort of thing
2: yeah sure so I used to you know in my spare time during A levels and just before that during GCSEs as well whenever I had spare time I'd search up instrumentals on YouTube and just write down like spontaneous lyrics and rap it over and I thought you know this is kind of fun and then I listened to a lot of UK rap music so I was inspired by them as well and I thought why not you know actually try and record something and the first time I did, I realized, you know, there's a lot, lot more to making music than just, you know, recording your vocals, putting on an instrumental and then releasing it. So I learned the art of mixing, mastering and, you know, all the technical sides that come towards making music. And then I thought I was confident with my first product, Pied Piper, and I thought it's worth, you know, putting it out and just seeing what happens. And the response to that was good. And I thought, you know, why stop? And I just kept going.
0: Sure. And that was only last year, right?
2: Yeah, it was June last year, my first drop.
0: Yeah, because this is the thing as well, because obviously you were saying like, oh yeah, back in secondary school, but that's actually not that long ago for you, isn't it? You're, only, you're so Your song 19 was made because you turned 19. I just say as well, your like tone of voice, you've got such like a deep voice. <laughs> I was fully expecting before I put a face to name for it to be like this like 30 year old, that person who's been way into the game. But like, I think that's something that's really cool
2: about you, like that tone that you've got. Appreciate it. Yeah, actually, on our last... Uh final day's assembly in the A-levels, I performed a uh, location Dave's as with a couple of the other instrumentals, uh, musicians and you know people were like you're looking you actually got a deep voice you know you should carry on pursuing it and that was a big moment for me to perform in front of my peers and you know I just feel that sensation of performing.
0: So thinking about you coming into music in this past year, um, I think the track that draw my attention to you and what probably drew a lot of people to you initially was baller which you released i think towards the end of last year was it was it autumn time yeah yeah um which is with sam and that in terms of reception that's done remarkably well considering you'd only been doing music for a while and i know it got playlist i think it was a b playlist on asian network as well yeah so which obviously for you at that time at such a young age and for you to go to that that what 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 do you think it was about that track that just seemed to just get everyone to turn their heads and like think wow this guy's actually pretty decent
2: yeah it's actually a funny story how that track came about i put a cover out on TikTok on funky friday just my own verses over the instrumental and that caught a bit of traction on the platform and through the comments and the likes you know sam was there as well and i was like you know let me have a listen to his music and then, like you do with every artist, I heard his most most sorry, most stream track, which was 365. And I was like, this is brilliant stuff. You know, I want to work with him. And then we just had a sort of mutual direction towards, you know, we should make a track together. And then I had an idea because I've heard him, he's RB vibe, you know, you can do the rap inside too. So I thought I need to pick an instrumental that can complement both of our sounds. So I picked that instrumental, put my verse on it, sent that through to him. He did his thing clearly and sent it back to me. And then I just had that sort of artist instinct, I guess. You know, when you hear a track back several times and think it's a bit different, it's not your typical sort of drill or rap or, you know, which is all amazing, but it's sort of a different sound. So when I heard that back, I thought, you know, this might be able to do something better than what I've produced before. And having such a big artist, brilliant artist, on it as well, uh, does nothing but help. So when we did release that, uh, initially it got a few views, the standard amount of streams, and then a brilliant station called Mango Masada Radio. uh, Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I've heard of them.
2: Yeah, they played my track uh, for the first time, which was actually my debut radio stream or like overall. So I'm very grateful to you guys for that opportunity as well. And then from there, it just took off. You know, I got a message from Jeevan on BBC Asian Network saying that she'd like to play that on her on her show as the track of the week. And she decided to like just name drop track of the week, not actually make a deal out of it. And I was had to read it twice. Like, did you actually just say track of the week? That this is like my fifth track or fourth track. So it's quite a big achievement for, you know, me to be able to do that at such a short space of time, being into the music scene. And then I got an email saying it's been playlisted. No idea what that meant until I went on the website and saw that there's such big names alongside it. It was quite humbling to see people that I've been listening to for a large part of my life, like have my name next to them. It was a very, very sort of grounding feeling. And yeah, it was a big experience that one. Yeah. (laughs)
0: What you were just saying as well about um, seeing yourself amongst those big names on the playlist. Um, I'm curious, obviously, the music that you do is sort of, I mean, you do like a range of music, but centering around rap, R&B, hip hop, that sort of thing. Um, Growing up, did you have much influence from Asian artists or was it more your traditional Western um, R&B and hip hop people or a
2: mixture of both? A uh, mixture of both actually hits the nail on the head. I'm a big fan of Bollywood, so me and my family and you know my relatives back home we like to watch Bollywood a lot. So the classic tunes, you know, they're always part of daily life. But I think it was 2013, 2014 when I really started sort of delving into the UK rap side of things. And then I came across you know the the biggest names in the UK industry, Stormzy, Dave, etc. And and I was like, you know, this stuff is incredible. How have I not come across this before? And then, I guess, because I'm British Asian, I've had the experience of listening to both sides both styles of music, Bollywood being that more sort of classic storyline, fit a song along the line, loads of dancing, loads of vibes, but then the UK rap style is a lot more hard, a lot more sort of push the lyrics across as opposed to instrumentals, which is more the forte of the Asian music. So. I think I managed to combine both of those well, decently and you know, put the UK rap side of things, but also carry that cultural side of me as well. Uh, I dropped Asian Persuasion as well last year, and that one I'd really tried to push across the British Asian aspect that you know we exist, British Asian rappers exist in the UK music industry, and hopefully there'll be a lot more in the future as well.
0: No, and I think hearing that track in Asian Persuasion for the first time as well, it was nice because, I think it's nice when um, British Asian artists, they, um recognize and show pride of their heritage but then it's not necessarily that that's all that they are like that for you is sort of like one track and maybe you'll do more in the future or you could even do a whole project on it in the future but that it, it's that track in line with all the other stuff that you've done and it shows that you're not wanting to be like boxed into this or that like you're just yourself
2: definitely yeah. i think the instrumental on asian persuasion score, the doll instrumental, doll instrument in it, which is, you know, the classic Desi Indian sound. And I felt quite like intrigued when I heard that for the first time, I thought, how can I make this instrumental sound like UK rap? And then I thought, why not just, you know, put what I'm about, what it's all about. The lyrical process for that was quite spontaneous. So it was quite literally talking about my culture, what I represent and just put that on the instrumental. And yeah, I'm glad that people liked it.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And just that, that big baseline, like I think, I think it was the baseline as well that proper made it sound like, okay, like now you can rap over this and make it sound sick. So. Coming over to this year and the past few weeks, obviously you've just dropped flight number six, debut EP, um, six completely new songs. I know you released them connection um, a few weeks ago
2: as a sort of teaser. So uh, after Asian Persuasion, I did 19 and that made my sort of six singles so far. And I thought, you know, the Christmas break was coming up. I had quite a bit of free time. Why not pause on the continuous sort of single releases and focus on a bit of a larger project? And then the whole concept of flight number six was quite interesting because I wanted the EP to represent a message of trust the process. Like I wanted listeners to feel that, you know, their dreams and ambitions are never unachievable. They can always get to where they want to be. And I thought, you know, if you're a pilot of a flight, you're in control of that in the same way that we're in in control of our lives so I thought the pilot aspect worked quite well and then I brainstormed a few names and pilot flight it just made sense and then I decided I wanted six tracks and I also wanted to tap into six different genres which would have been quite difficult but luckily you know I managed to get the six different sounds across so that was the inception of flight number six and then um I wanted it to be a bit slightly cliched but start off with takeoff end with landing sort of depict that entire journey and then uh the first half of the ep is more sort of sit back enjoy it you know different R&B club vibe bit of afrobeat and i wanted the second half to be a lot more sort of reflective so that's why i started off with doubtful to you know really query yourself question yourself that your dreams your ambitions are you really serious about them do you really want them to become a reality Standard freestyle i think it's a lot more drilly a lot more hard and i wanted to tap into drill as well because it's such a popular genre right now and then landing uh, was my personal one of my personal favorites because uh, it's the closest representation i've come on a track to talk about myself and my emotions which usually you know rappers tend to be a bit bit sort of reserved about talking about themselves more about their lifestyle so i thought i want to put a bit of a personal touch to it and that's how landing came about
0: for sure and i think i definitely got the different genres and I uh, made sure to like listen to it from start to finish as a whole entity and I think obviously like you said at the start you've got your sort of classic um rap but then also like a few like melodic bits as well and then you've got like your um, two features in the middle actually as well so um how was it obviously collaborating with Sam again but then also um reveal as well
2: yeah so um like we discussed before, you know, me and Sam, we made border, which was caught a lot of traction. And I personally really enjoyed his sound and my sound together. And I thought it was only right, you know, to get him back on this project, but I wanted to make a different sound. Baller was more like, you know, sitting on a beach, sunset, that kind of thing. I wanted this one to be, you know, the point where in a club or a party, the night starts to get a little bit messy, uh, that kind of thing. So that instrumental was quite bouncy. I mean, I've heard it more than 100 times through the mixing mastering process and everything and I still fail not to, (laughs) bump my head to it every time I listen to it. So um, I wanted him on that kind of sound and I know he can sing and rap so we got him involved there. And uh, Reveal actually I came across him through doing a bit of research on the internet because I wanted to and Spotify because I wanted to uh, find an artist which could you know deliver that message of don't doubt yourself, be yourself and continue to do so. And I heard his music, uh, Ace, for example, a good track of his. I heard that and I thought, you know, we can work on this, our sounds, so have some sort of synergy. So I messaged him on Instagram, process was quite smooth, got him involved. And yeah, we just went from there. Both of the turnaround times were quite fast, you know, because both the artists, they enjoyed the track, they were feeling it. They put their best on it, I feel. And yeah, projects turned out quite well.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious as well. So did you not, actually like meet the artists then it was all done virtually
2: yeah I know it's crazy all of the the collaborations so far have been not without meeting in person but this year you know they say that pandemic is going to be turned into an endemic so hopefully I can catch up with them in person and you know catch a proper vibe in the studio
0: no for sure and I, I can only imagine like how good that would be because honestly listening to those two tracks I think especially the one with Sam I remember listening to it and because you're kind of like, it's almost like having like a bit of banter with each other, like going between the two. And I remember, I was like thinking, I was like, wait, but then I think surely these 2 would won't have actually been together, but it sounds so much like you are like literally in the studio right next to each other. So yeah, I can only imagine like for when you actually can meet up with people, how much better that's going to be as well. So
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, but I had a vision of back to back. I just hope that he saw it the same way and he was like, you know, that's a great idea. Why don't we go for that? And then I filled in like a couple of my initial verses to just make sure that, you know, we're both on the same page. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I sent my sort of back-to-back verses across. He did the same. And then I heard it back. I was like, how we've managed to done this without meeting in person is a myth.
0: Yeah, no, I'm really impressed with that. not gonna lie. But then the last two tracks, obviously got standards freestyle. Like you said, it's got a bit more of that um, drill feel. Also like, Bit more hard hitting and then finishing with landing going back to a bit more i think like you said the, probably the most reflective track of the ep um I, I mean you've spoken briefly about it but what would you say is like the main message that you're trying to convey because literally i was like getting ready i was like on the plane i was getting ready to land and then you come through at the end and you kind of it's almost like you're delivering like a your own philosophical take on like life but so what's the main message that you're trying to get through in that
2: yeah so you know when we go on holiday right we start off like you know excited we're going back out we're going to explore whatever we want to do this is our sort of the time of our lives at the moment but on our return journey back it's like reality hits hard we're going back to that same job we're working or back to standard life and that's what I wanted to put through in landing like you know, dreams are usually just left dreams if you don't work on them, and I wanted to put that through like, I'm a big fan of the phrase trust the process, you know, because there are going to be so many hurdles in the way, so many people that won't believe in you. But on the same side, there are going to be so many people that do support you, There are going to be ways you find to tackle those hurdles. And I just wanted, like all my listeners to just feel that, you know, nothing is impossible. You know, if you want to become, I don't know, the Prime Minister, you can do it, you want to become the next Dave, you can do it. There's nothing that's stopping you, except your own like mental restrictions. So as the EP progressed, I wanted like the initial to be happy days, yeah, take off, cool, connection, bit of the, the pink side of the EP, bit of romance, bit of love, and then two ways back into the club vibe, bouncing up and down, chilling with your mates, then sort of reality check, like, okay, cool, here's the party side done, but are you actually serious about your dreams, your ambitions? Then standards freestyle is a bit more, I just wanted to you know hit the drill side, show people that I can do this as well. And then landing, like you said, was the philosophical, track of the EP and just sort of bring the place to a close and I ended landing with a bit of a speech I guess and that was I tried to play on words there and I, I all of my tracks in the EP in that sort of final comment and I hope that came across in the way I intended it to.
0: Yeah no for sure I think it was a really nice touch to finish it on that like again I'm, rather than just like, I know you said before like oh it's cliche I, I did take and take off and then landing but yeah. I think it you went beyond that because i think you made it so that it wasn't just calling it those two titles you actually made it feel like it was beginning and ending a journey so yeah no i think really well done on that thank you obviously that ep has been out for a while how have you found that like, reception to it's
2: been yeah it's been out for it's gonna hit its first week uh this tomorrow actually so so far yeah i got a few messages from completely new supporters i've never you know like i came across they messaged me and said you know we really like the project and that was a big moment for me because as an artist you know the first time you get a message from a supporter saying they like your music you remember that for a very long time that you know i finally touched a brand new listener and they enjoyed the project and streams have been doing well so far yeah but like you know it's only a week so i'm expecting a lot more growth as well in the coming weeks radio stations are picking it up well good reception there and yeah i personally like my mates and my family really enjoyed it and they're my closest listeners at the moment until I grow more as an artist and if they enjoy it you know I must be doing something along the right lines and it's my personal my favorite six tracks I made till date and you know every track I make in the future will be my new favorite and that's the way I look at uh, producing music.
0: No for sure and I think I can only look forward to what you're actually gonna release in the future as well so what have you got planned is there anything in the works or are you just kind of enjoying the um the literal the rest of the landing of flight number six
2: yeah uh, a bit of both to be honest i've got a few singles in the pipeline but they're just drafts you know i've put my vocals down I left it on the side mixing mastering i haven't taken that part too seriously for my next uh, releases just yet because like you said you know i want to take in what's happened from the ep what people think of it maybe a little bit of feedback here and there and then include that and then go hard again on whatever next releases there are and you know i realized by working with sam and reveal the whole concept of collaboration is really interesting you know your sound working well with another sound you know two different sets of listeners two artists and combining it's a way of bonding over music i think that's what makes collaboration incredible and you know we've just touched february so across the rest of this year i really hope to You work with a lot more artists and collaborate a lot more sounds together and hopefully reach bigger audiences
0: sure no that sounds really good and i'm personally really excited i mean obviously we named you our one to watch for 2022 and it, it was with good reason because we thought like you actually can go places so obviously you've started the year off at a high i can only like just sit back and wait now and see what comes from the rest of it so um probably coming to the end of the interview now but do you want to maybe let people know where they can find you on socials, where they can find your new EP, that sort of thing?
2: Yep, sure. So I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok. I put Freestyles out, a bit of music promo. And that's all under the same username. My artist name, N-A-M-X-N, followed by the number six. Uh, my EP is out on all streaming platforms on my YouTube channel. Give it a listen. You won't regret it, I promise. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the project.
0: Yes, that was Naman. Talking us through his debut EP, Flight Number 6. Out on all streaming platforms if you want to go check it out. Um, Also, if you missed part of that interview, don't worry because it'll be up on Spotify and YouTube very shortly. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Coming to the end of the show now, I'm going to spin one more track. But just before I do, thank you to everyone that's tuned in today. Um, If you want to keep up to date with all things South Asian here at Pi Radio, make sure to follow Mango Masala Radio on Instagram to keep up to date with everything. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to finish with the latest from Shez. This is Hoshmia. And yeah, we'll see you next week for a Valentine's Day special. But until then, see you.